Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer, joined as always by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, uh, how are you this day? I know uh, Saturday night's result wasn't what uh, what Duke fans wanted, so I hope you're, hope you're doing well regardless of that. Yeah, I'm still doing well. Uh, we're going to get into uh, some of the stuff uh, later on, but I'm doing good. Uh, I'm back at home right now, so uh, it's good to be home right now. Yeah, you've been traveling with, and traveling with, a, with a newborn. So uh, Yes, yes. Uh, all credit to you for that and being successful in that part of your life. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but no, we're going to, we're going to break down, uh, Saturday night's, uh, uh, Duke UNC game, the first edition of the season, which, uh, Carolina won by nine points, um, uh, over in Chapel Hill. And, uh, you know, some of the comments from the players and John Shire after the game, we'll talk, we'll get into that and we'll, you know, kind of talk about as, uh, as we move forward off of this one, this is always a um, uh, litmus test, right? It's kind of see where you stand. And uh, now Duke has obviously some improvement to do. And, uh, you know, they still have uh second half of the ACC season to do it, starting Wednesday night with Notre Dame. And we'll uh, we'll talk about that and talk about maybe some lessons learned from the UNC loss as they try to get ahead, uh, right. uh, you know, for the rest of the ACC uh, regular season because it's right. – uh, we're about a month away now from the ACC tournament, so we're getting we're getting close. Getting close, um, yes, sir. But uh, before we go any further, I want to remind about Bet Online, the sponsor of the Believe in Duke podcast. Um, as we all know, this coming weekend, this Sunday, the big game is finally here. Uh, Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, with dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports events politics, and entertainment. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, where the game starts. We thank them for their support as always. Um, yeah, Sheldon, just, you know, off the top here, let's just uh, give me your thoughts on what you saw uh, watching the game on Saturday night and, and how that kind of get, that uh, developed. Yeah, um, watching the game, um, obviously, it's a big moment for both teams because everybody knows about the rivalry and how, you know, if you go to Carolina or Duke, you want to be involved in this game because this is the best rivalry uh, in college basketball. And the thing is, I had tweeted out, I was like, well, we got our jitters out in the first half. So, and, you know, kind of just kind of relax and kind of settle into what we need to do in our system. And I'm, that's all I'm thinking. Then I kind of looked at the – the stats, I'm like, man, we didn't shoot one free throw all half, all first right. half. Like, we didn't shoot one free throw. We wound up shooting 11 at the end. They shot 25, but we didn't shoot one free throw. I'm like, come on, it can't, it can't be like that. We were <laughs> we were dropping the basketball. We had more points than them in the paint all game, and yet we didn't have a free throw in the first half. And give a credit to, you know, UNC, because they played really well at home. Um, we, were, we, we were told that they had the, the – best defense in the conference and we were able to get 84 points on the best defense in the conference. Now 
Proctor, he didn't have a good scoring game. I think he was one for six, only had two points. Yep. If he gave us, you know, what he normally gets, then all of a sudden it's a different game. But we didn't shoot well from the, the three-point line either. Like, you know, I think it was, what, 26% from the three-point line? Five Did out of 19. Five, five out of 19. Yeah, five yeah. out of 19. So we didn't play well to the extent of that magnitude of that game. And I get it because a lot of jitters go into it when I'm, you know, a freshman, I'm young and things like that. But McCain had a great game. McCain, yeah. McCain had, yeah. um, I think it was a career best for him with points, and he mm-hmm. matched his career best for rebounds. You know, a point, yeah. you know, a point guard slash shooting guard had the most rebounds on the team. 11 rebounds. 11 rebounds from our guard. Ele- yeah, a double-double, and that's that's fantastic. That's why... You know, I think Carolina ended up winning the rebounding battle by like one rebound or something. One, basically, one. you know, it's basically even, right? And so a lot of that is because McCain did his part, right? That's yes. what you want team rebounding is what's supposed to happen. So uh you have to give all credit to him. What a what a performance he put on and shooting offense. You know, I think I think he only had one of the turnovers to all the minutes he played, 38 minutes. I think he played. Mm-hmm. Uh just tremendous uh basketball by him. Um, you know, Roach and Filipowski both scored in the twenties. Uh, yeah. So you're, it's like, you know, the offense, uh, even though I right, should look at it this way, the point total is really good, especially against Carolina and uh, uh, what they normally give up. Duke only had eight assists the whole game. Yes. So yes. It's like, there's a missing connectedness there. So you're like, Oh my gosh. No problem. But then they still scored 84 points. So it's kind of hard for me to criticize the offense. Right. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. I mean, um, like I said, um, they outscored them in the paint. I want to say it was 54 to 46 in the paint. That was yeah. the advantage of us uh, in the paint. So we were getting to the to the basket, and I'm not I'm not quite sure if it was more so one on one or it's more so oh we got to get something going. Let's go ahead and tag the basket and then kind of go from there. So I don't know how I would have labeled that because I don't think it was selfishness or anything like that for us to on the other end have eight assists. But I think we were in a, in a position where we were really trying to attack the basket and mm-hmm. still weren't getting calls for it. And I get it. We at their place, but we still should get some calls for it. But they've got to come to our place as well. So we're going to see. Hopefully we learn from it fast and go ahead and uh, take care of these games in between now until we play them again. Yeah, I, I, I sent out a tweet during the first half. And it was it was obvious that, you know, this crew of officials wasn't going to call ticky tack stuff. It was going to be they were letting a lot of things go so much so that you know, the under, under 12, under 16, under eight, those timeouts that the officials timeouts comes like we were, we blew past the 12 and the eight. We had the under 12 timeout with like six minutes to go in the half or whatever. It was unbelievable. Like was, the under 16 timeout came at the 14 minute mark, something around there. So there weren't any stoppages to play. It was just mm-hmm. go, go, go. And right, right. I was like, okay, well, if this is how they're going to call it, you got to adjust. Right. I mean, this is what it's yeah. going to have to be. Um, now in the second half, they started calling more stuff and slowed things down quite a bit. So, um, I don't know what that was all about. I thought, yeah, okay, well, they, yeah. they've established what it's going to be. And then they kind of, hey, wow. the game went out by a little bit too fast. You got to go ahead and slow it down. It is a TV game. Look, we got to get the commercials in and all that. So <laughs> yeah, there was an audience of almost 4 million people that watched the game. So it was the second highest, uh, uh, viewed game of the season so far. Okay. I think Michigan state Baylor was over. Thanksgiving weekend, it was on Fox. Uh, that one surpassed it. Not to get too far off that subject, but mm-hmm. I did want to make sure I get that in today. That obviously this is a this is still one of the higher watched games of the season. So um, yeah. yeah, they had to get the commercials in. So maybe that's, I don't know. <laughs> halftime, some of the right. ESPN said, "Hey, 
hey, you're killing us here. We got <laughs> right. We got some big time ads here. We got to get in. Um, but uh, uh, you're right. Duke was aggressive on offense. I like that. I did like that they were, um, you know, driving to the basket, trying to get Baycott in foul trouble, trying mm-hmm. to you know, trying to get in that way. Um, so that that was 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 going on offensively. Now we switch over to Duke's defense, mm-hmm. and that you know, giving up 93 points. That's not good, right? Right, right. And that's the most Duke's given up all year. Uh, the most they give up in the first half, most for a whole game, all that kind of stuff. All that, all those records for the season got blown away in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a couple of times, and as you know, Carolina, whether it's been Roy Williams and now it's continued with, with, um, with Hubert Davis, they get the ball out of the hoop and they go. They always, you know, after you know Duke would score a basket and. There were a For few sure. times when Carolina got a layup at the other end, right? Right, right, right. And that could be demoralizing as as a you know, you think you're coming back and all of a sudden five seconds later they got a layup. Oops. Right. 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 No, I mean, exactly. I mean, uh, it's one thing to play fast, but then another thing when you kind of give them that punch and you like, all right, now they're gonna feel that right there. And then all of a sudden you run down, oh, we gotta run back down and play defense, and they run on the other end. So you gotta have a short memory when you play against teams like that that actually like to run up back and forth like that. And I think, I mean, I think we did a good job of uh, staying with the transition game. I think we did a good job of being aggressive and actually attacking the basket. I just wish that we were able to, one, take care of the ball a little bit more, um, you know, especially against a rival team. We, we, we had 10, but they only had five. If we took care of the ball a little bit better and, say, Proctor had a better game, all of a sudden it might be one of those classic come down to last second shot type games, you know, that we've seen in the past. But I, I think this is a good lesson for us because we were able to actually play against a top team with everybody playing, everybody right. not you know everybody being healthy enough to play. And I yep. think that's something that's uh, good in the grand scheme of things because I think once we actually saw ourselves as a whole playing against another top team and we're able to do what we need to do, and we still just a little bit off. I think they kind of gives us a little bit of encouragement going into these next three games before we play against them uh, again, uh, I think it's the first week of March. Yeah, March 9th, last game of the regular season back at Cameron. Um, you're right, and I, it's one of the things I wrote at the, at the News Observer after the game was the way Duke played uh, in that game, as much as Shire you know, had some complaints about it and everything, you know, naturally critiquing it, uh, that would have been good enough to beat almost any other ACC team on that night. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, Virginia's playing better. We can argue that. But for the most part, the run of the mill, most ACC teams Duke would have would have beaten that night. Uh, but Carolina is not this year. They are the number one team in the ACC, right? Every yeah, metric you yeah. can look at, can't argue it. They're the, they're the best team in the ACC right now. And uh, so th- that's that gap. I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. There was a gap there between Carolina and Duke. That mm-hmm. Duke has to close between now and they got until March 9th to figure right. it out, right? Right. But now right. they know, okay, this is this is a higher level of team we're playing against than we played, you know, when you play just pick a team, you know, Wake, NC State, whatever. Right. Notre Dame, BC, that's next to the playing. Um, and it kind of goes back to the offseason or the preseason uh uh non-conference play when Duke beat Michigan State. They lost to Arizona, uh, didn't play as well at home. Came right back, beat Michigan State on the road up in Chicago, a neutral site. That was a good bounce back. Okay, this is a high level of play. We we have to play better. They did that against Michigan State. Um, didn't play as well in Arkansas and Georgia Tech. Uh, looked like the season was kind of going in 
got a, a, a not good area. A couple weeks later, went to New York and beat a really good Baylor team. That right, team is, right. you know, going to be a, a one of the top four seeds uh, in, in the on the bracket right, next month. Right. So um, that's what I'm taking from this Carolina game. Is okay. Now you know where you are. Now you got to play. Uh, if you play the way you played last Saturday night, you're probably going to beat Notre Dame tomorrow night on on Wednesday night. But you don't want to play that way. You want to play better, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Especially since we kind of owe them a better game, especially with Flip. We owe them a better game uh, from the first time we played against uh, Notre Dame. So hopefully we have an angry, upset, mad, um, we're better than that, you know, type display against Carolina team that comes out and just kind of have the edge and like that, that, that grit and like, yeah, we be ready, like, you no. Know, Shire been uh, putting this through the ringer in the practice and we ready yeah. to play and take it out on somebody else. So I'm hoping that's how we come out. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Hopefully that's the case where you see a whole bunch of energy, especially us playing at home, a whole bunch of energy, just us from the start. There's no working our way into it. Just kind of go right into the to the game and uh, kind of do it like that. So I'm hoping to see some maturity with that, uh, with this team. And it, it helps that Duke has three home games in a row right here. Um uh, Wednesday against Notre Dame, Saturday against Boston College, and then a quick turnaround Monday night against Wake Forest. And I think Wake Forest is going to make the NCAA tournament this year. They're they're a pretty good team, but they've not played well, well on the road. Yeah, they've yeah, not played yeah. well on the road. Um, that's the one hole in, in Wake's resume as they get ready for selection uh, is that. But from the Duke point of view, that's a good thing. <laughs> they, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let Wake try to beat them over at Winston, <laughs> try to take care of things at <laughs> Cameron. So right. I, I think that'll settle the team down. Um, you know, nothing needs to settle down. They need to, to focus a little better, maybe, and, and uh, learn the lessons from from the from the trip to Chapel Hill, and mm-hmm. uh, have three home games where okay, let's reassert let's reassert ourselves. Let's let's improve the areas we weren't quite as good. And um, one of those areas, which was a big topic of John Shire's post game press conference, and then again on Monday when we talked to him, loose balls. He was infuriated. By how many loose balls Carolina got? Did you sense that watching on TV as well? Yeah, we call them the 50 50 balls, meaning that you know both teams have an equal chance of getting those balls. And uh, I think when I was playing, Coach K was very adamant about you know being the team that hit the ground first. You know, if you want it bad enough, you're gonna be that guy that's gonna get on on the floor and grab it and take it away from the other person. And that right there, which you probably don't understand when you're younger, but being on the other side, that gets your team going. Like you see somebody kind of get on the ground and diving and pushing people out the way. And I was like, oh, this is my ball, that type thing. That gets the team going. And especially for a young team like that, where you're trying to search for a spark, anywhere it can come, that right there can help you out. And I think that's something that we didn't do a, a very good job of. Um, that's something that we control. There's no there's nothing, no, no plays that Shire can call. That's something that we can control. Like we got to get on the court. We got to be physical. We got to be gritty. We got to be the team that wants the ball more on every single play, every single minute, every single second of the game. And that's how we got to play from here on out because that's the team that we have. We don't have a team that has the luxury of taking time off and plays off and things like that. We got to actually be on the floor, be hungry, and just, just, I, I, I say, like, like, you know, just kind of growl type thing, like, that type of thing. So that's what we got to be. You got to have that edge, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that edge. edge. There you go. Edge. Yes, that's <laughs> it. And um, so, and that shows up no matter who you're playing against. So when they take the court 
at Cameron on Wednesday night at nine o'clock for Notre Dame, it should be there. It should be there against Boston College. It should be there against Wake. It shouldn't, you know, um, okay, we'll do better next time against Carolina. No, you get, I guess it's a habit, right? You got to have it, get that habit going now, even against teams that aren't Carolina, so that when you play Carolina, it's just a second nature type thing. And um, every once in a while, you, you're right. You know, I've watched, you know, Duke teams for the last 15 years now. And, and um, some teams have it, like you, they're on the floor all the time. And, and, uh, and some, every once in a while, they just don't. I don't know why, but they just don't. And so, it's up to the good thing is right now it's it's February. It's time for uh, it could be adjusted midseason. It's not mm-hmm. this isn't like like you said, it's not drawing up new plays. You know, it's not asking somebody to, you know, go in the weight room and put on weight to get stronger to be able to get the yeah. room. It's just want to. Right. 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 <laughs> sure will. Just sure will. Like, yeah, I want it more than you. It's, I mean, it's just like with rebounding. I, I want the ball more than you. I want to go get it. You know, that type of thing. Just sure will. And that's something yeah. that. We got the influence with our our players, especially. I don't know when I played. I keep I hate I keep saying when I played, but the All fact right. that seeing that McCain had more rebounds than both our bigs, and maybe let me see. Uh, was it both our bigs combined? I'm not sure. Uh, no, it wasn't combined. It was almost combined. Almost. Yeah, yeah played that five, and uh, Mark Mitchell had seven. So yeah, he almost had more rebounds than our both our bigs combined. That right there would eat me up. Like I, I, I can't stand that part. Like it'd been different if I'm over guarding a three point shooting big and I'm away from the basket. That kind of you know un- understandable. But yeah. the fact that you got you know a Baycott or um, I ain't I ain't know the dude uh, Ingram. I ain't know nothing yeah. about the guy. And hey. apparently he had a light game against us. I'm like, who is yeah. this dude? You know, over here shooting his basketball this well. I'm like, that it has to be a once lifetime thing. It, it has to run out. <laughs> And it didn't. I'm like, what? What is going on? But kind of go back to my my point about the uh, the rebounding. Like, as a guard, yeah. if I'm seeing a stat sheet after the game, especially after a loss, I feel bad because I'm like, he's doing my job for me. Yeah. You know, he's yes, he's supposed to help out, but he's doing my job for me. And, and so, what am I doing? What am I doing to make right. up? For, if he's right, doing right. that, I should be doing something else. And, I, right? and I'm supposed to be the one closest to the basket because I'm guarding yeah. the big. So, how right. is he coming over here, leading his man, getting into the paint, and taking the rebounds? And I get it, you know, it's a different time where a lot of three-point shots are all over the all over the court. Yeah. But the fact that he's getting more rebounds than me, especially both our bigs, starting bigs, like that can't happen. That can't right. happen. And and some of those long rebounds off the threes, you know, Carolina get the scramble, get a second chance. You know, sure enough, they hit a three-pointer. You know, that scramble three-pointer that just just punches you in the gut, doesn't it? So, yes. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. just comes to it right there at all. And um. Yeah, Harrison Ingram. Let's <laughs> him just for a second. He transferred in from Stanford. Yeah, and we, you know, nobody thought. I mean, you know, nice player from Stanford, right? But nobody thought this kind of player from Stanford. Right, right. right. And um, his sister plays volleyball at Duke. She's a freshman on the volleyball team at Duke. Okay, so okay. She was trash talking him some before the game, I guess, and he kind of. <laughs> So he took it personal. He got, okay, he got okay. his revenge, his family okay. revenge. Okay, okay. <laughs> so good for him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what but, siblings do. But uh, yeah, I, I think they showed her. He had, she had her his uh, jersey on. So yeah, she had know, a Carolina shirt on. Yeah, yeah, so at least you know support and everything. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how about that? But anyway, right. yeah, Duke. Uh, uh, yes, um, but you know, talk about the big speed under the basket. Baycott is an under the basket guy. Mm-hmm. So you're down mm-hmm. there with him. And I know he got, he always gets double he, figure he, rebounds. Yeah, he got double figure rebounds. Yeah. But it's not like you're chasing him out of the three point line. And you're away from the basket. You've got to, right. to get the rebound. 
right. uh, like you said. So these are the lessons that Duke has to take now. Um, you know, Virginia's playing better in the ACC. Carolina's first. Virginia's now second, with half a game ahead of Duke because they played an extra game. Uh, uh, the schedule will catch itself up, but uh, it looks like Virginia is going to be a tournament team, which weren't sure they were going to be when they got blown out by Notre Dame six weeks ago, but now here they are. So good for them. But those are battles that Duke has to still has to play. They have to play wake twice. Um, Carolina again, Virginia at home. Um, so, uh, you know, NC state, which is trying to make the tournament. Uh, so they're going to need a big win in March is when that game is it's the second to the last game. So, um, these are the, the challenges that lie ahead. And, you know, we keep referencing a year ago. Uh, this is where Duke hit a rough spot, lost badly at Miami, mm-hmm. lost the game at Virginia when the call on flip got screwed up and all that stuff. Yeah. And then yeah. won 10 in a row. So yeah. let's see. Let's see what this team has. Let's see, um, you know, what they learned from, from Carolina. And, um, you know, the, the time is here. They've done it before. Like I said, it's one year ago, a lot mm-hmm. of the same players. Yeah, straighten yeah. things out. They're getting healthy again, right? Um, that's the major thing. Yes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. major thing. Especially uh, we're, as we're getting closer and closer to the end of the regular season play, going into the AC tournament, that's something that we really need. So hopefully, we can go ahead and find that 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 click for us. That all of a sudden we all just we get it. Like you know, just a, a light switch that comes on for both, for all of our players, and then all of a sudden we kind of get into that ten zero run. Uh, game streak, you know, streak that we had last year going into the tournament and uh, and also the NCAA tournament. And right. then, um, uh, I just saw I didn't know about this, but uh, I just saw the news about uh, Christian Reeves uh, having a surgery and then yeah. uh, as well as Jordan Shoot. So they yeah. both had surgery, so both yep. of them are out for the year. I know our shoot is a red shirt, and I'm not sure what's going on with Reeves, but I just saw you know, I know he hasn't been playing, um, yep. but he has I guess, is it the same ankle as it was last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been yeah. he's been battling that. So um they want to go ahead and clean that up and get that taken care of. And shoot had a problem with the knee. Um, I think it was more chronic than like uh, something that happened in practice or something. So okay. okay. This team's gonna retro anyway. They decided to get it cleaned up and, and take care of that now. Yeah. So <clears throat> that shortens the bench. I mean, shoot was already red shirting. Yeah. Um, and and Reeves basically had been because he hadn't played hardly since the start of the season. Right, right. But still, it's two bodies you don't have in practice. It's two bodies yeah. you don't have just in case in a game. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we. Uh, I don't know. I I really wish that we had Reeves. Um, I mean, a seven foot body like that. Um, but we need somebody to be out there to rebound the basketball. And I know uh, Ryan Young. He he tries hard and things like that. But some of the things mm-hmm. that you know, especially in that Carolina game, you know, it just wasn't his game. You know. And yes, we, the athleticism was too much, right? Right, right. We saw that very clearly uh, a few times in that game. So I just, you know, it it kind of irked me a little bit because I didn't get a chance to really see what Christian Reeves can do. Um, but I'm looking at him; he's a seven foot body. Like you have to be able to help us out with some of the stuff that we have him right now. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know, Sean Stewart. Um, he's you know a little on the side, even though he's very athletic. We just need somebody that actually go out there and just be the rim protector and a rebounder. That's what we're missing, and we're we're lacking that so bad right now. Yeah, and Sean, I think only played three or four minutes against Carolina. He was in there a little bit, but a little bit, yeah, very not very as little. much. Yeah, so um, it's like uh, I think they they got the feeling like you that okay, this game is a little too much for them right now. They can't, you know, it's not mm-hmm. going to be able to do as much. So, 
But again, you have a couple of weeks here, two or three weeks here to end the regular season where, okay, are you going to be able to help us out anymore this year? Or is this all you got? You know, right, that's, right. Um, that's the challenge you get in practice and everything like that. So mm-hmm. um, uh, we'll see what those two, what those two do um, uh, uh, young and, and, and Stewart, because um, you know, Phil Paskey ended up at 20 points, but a lot of his points came late. late um, yeah. And you think it was kind of, uh, I almost want to use the word soft. It was a soft 20 kind of, because it wasn't like they were key baskets, right? Right, right. They they definitely was not key baskets. You know, it would have been different if it was like something in, you know, 20 in the first half when we actually needed it um, mm-hmm. type thing. But what what kind of gets me with Flip is almost like he tries too hard to score. And instead of, you know, taking what's given to him, he wants to go ahead and play bully ball and try to go through people's chests and then try to earn the foul and then wind up, you know, sometimes not, you know, getting in and get a bad shot. So I just wish that he would make things a little bit easier for himself. And that might help out with, you know, later on the line where he's not as tired, you know, banging you know, against a Baycott or something like that, whatever, and help him out with, you know, the threes. And I know this is a time where nobody wants to bang. Everybody wants to shoot the three and look pretty outside on the, you know, on the premier and things <laughs> like that. So I, I get, I get it. So I'm not that old of a, of a, of a, of a, of a removed player, but, um, but the fact that you know, down there i just wish that he'd make things a little bit easier for himself and do things quick moves you kind of get himself into the basket and save his body from banging uh you know other bigs and kind of go from there but he's still learning who he is and who he's going to be he's not you know you know the finished product yet so uh we kind of live with that too yeah and I, what i don't know and i haven't had a chance to ask him this is if he's if he's trying those moves because he knows at the next level, he's going to have to be able to score that way. And he's trying to prepare himself for that and thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I got to show I can do this. And, but it's almost like he's going to beat his head against a brick wall. That's right. I mean, you've got to be smarter than the than the wall, right? So. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm not sure if he's trying to do that for the next level. Cause I mean, there's not too much, you know, one-on-one back down. You see in the, in the pros anyway, like, and it's not okay. like, no, you know, that, that far away, but the fact that, if he's trying to do stuff for the pros, it'd be more so facing up one-on-one, trying to get by somebody and make moves around him and then score the basket. So that's how basketball is now with the, the professional line ranks where, I mean, you got guys, you know, seven foot four, you know, bring the ball up and dribble in the court. You know, like this is what it is. So Wimby. Yeah, <laughs> Wimby, yeah. So if yeah. you're able to actually, like, you know, face up and be able to get quicker to your guy or get around your guy, whatever ankles you use, that's what they're looking for uh, more so than – you know, back down player. Otherwise, he'd be going left last year and we went to the pros. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very good point. So, well, uh, these are all areas for the Duke team to improve on. Again, mm-hmm. we talked started this at the start of this press podcast. We talked about this is a litmus test, right? Okay, here's what here's mm-hmm. where you know where you stand. And uh now let's now let's go and see what happens. And um, you know, we all remember two years ago, uh, the first Duke Carolina game in Coach K's last year. Duke went into Chapel Hill and won by 25 points or whatever it was. It was a blowout. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that Carolina learned from that two years ago, obviously, and they did what they did at the end of the season, getting all the way to New Orleans and all that in the last night of the season. So um, that's the lesson that the Blue Devils have to take now is, okay, we know where we stand. Let's get better, right? That's that's right. it. Right, right, right. Very good. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you brought out some bad memories with that one, but yeah. 
Yes, I didn't mean to, but I was trying to spin it forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lesson that, that sits hard. It should sit hard with people. So <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh, you remember the twenty-five point win or whatever the final was over there? Yeah, the blowout. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, that seemed like it was a different team at that time. So <laughs> uh, anyway, so let's see how the Blue Devils do. Is a uh, uh, again three home games this week. Very important three home games, and then uh, next week after that on the road at Florida State and Miami. So. Um, it's a, it's an important stretch here. It's February. It's every game matters now, uh, as we get down close to March and, and, uh, and the brackets and everything else, ACC tournament in DC. So we're almost there to the important time of the season. So enjoy it, yep. everybody. Yep. Um, anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the believe in Duke podcast. Uh, uh we, uh, thank bet online for their constant support of the believe in Duke podcast. Appreciate the, uh, them sponsoring this podcast and, uh, Sheldon, we'll see what, uh, we'll see what the next three games bring here for the Blue Devils, right? This is an important stretch. Yeah, it definitely is. So I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, see the bounce back game and see what we learn. I'm sure they had hard practice. So I'm looking forward to it. Very good. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us this time. And we'll talk to you next time. All right, let's go do Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.